Hello and welcome to the Edge Fitness Podcast, where we talk about fitness and lifestyle strategies to help our listeners live a strong, happy, and healthy life. My name is Matt. I am the head coach and director of program design at Edge. And alongside me, I've got the owner of the gym and my co-host, Mike. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of nutrition strategies that you can enact when you're trying to navigate holiday eating this season. So, you know, as you know, I haven't been in the gym in a couple of days, so coming here to record, uh, walking past the uh, Holiday Hotness Challenge Board and seeing some of these people with seven, eight, um, I, think, I think the most is either eight or nine workouts since we started uh, in November. Um, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely <laughs> unreal. I think with me being out of town, I'm at three workouts. I'll still hit my goal of 30, but um, maybe for people who are not aware or don't really know exactly what the holiday hotness challenges you want to kind of fill everyone in and let them know sure so what we did um starting about two weeks ago depending on when we put this out there uh there were 51 days that the gym was going to be open between that day and the end of the year january 1st start of the year um so we challenged people to pick either 18 30 or 50 and it was how many workouts they wanted to try to fit in in that time period so they they have their name on a sheet. They have a, a box around the number that they're trying to get to. Every time they come in and get a workout, you get to put a, a little gold star sticker next to your name and try to get a little bit closer to your goal number. It's uh, basically a way to just keep people accountable to themselves in a time that is notoriously difficult for people to to find time to get into the gym with, with Thanksgiving coming up, with with Christmas, holiday parties at work, with families, with their spouses' families. It, it feels like they don't have any time to breathe in between. So this is kind of a way to just help people stay on track in that time. Yeah, my wife calls it uh, her adult potty chart, uh, the, the Edge Fitness <laughs> adult potty chart, which I think is hilarious, but it's kind of true. So, um, so speaking of holidays, I want to kind of go over some holiday nutrition. Um, I, you know, I hate the survival guide or whatever because it insinuates death by eating a couple bad meals. It's really not how... How that works but if we're just like trying to get people to navigate their their nutrition a little bit better for the holidays um, let's dive into that a little bit so what are some of the things that we really need to take into consideration when we're talking you know we're talking with clients and trying to get them to uh, figure out what the best way for them to not you know the average person what is it like five to nine pounds or something from November 1st into the new year yes, exactly. uh, and they never lose it again so uh, if, if the best case scenario is we, we get somebody to lose you know uh, a few pounds um, or at least to maintain uh, and the worst is to minimize the damage as much as humanly possible what what kind of strategies are we looking to employ so you got to start out going into this time of year deciding whether or not you're gonna stay on plan or off plan with your nutrition um, for me, I go off plan. If, if I'm going to have a holiday meal, I would like to enjoy it and not feel, feel bad about it. So I have a few Thanksgivings that I have, uh, one with my dad's side of the family, one with my mom's side, um, my fiance's family. So it's a lot of Thanksgivings. It's yeah. a lot of meals. Yeah. And then between that Christmas, New Year's, like a lot of different stuff going on. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I decide what is worth it and what isn't. Um, I used to before, once uh, dessert would come out, is I need to try everything. Like if it's if it's on the calendar, I need to try it. Um, and so one way I kind of minimize the quote unquote damage that I can do there, I, I stick with the stuff that like I'm really 
missing or that I only have that time of year. Whereas if there's there's like a bowl of candy out, I could have candy any time of the year. I'm not going to have it. Right. Whereas if if my my aunt makes Oreo balls, I rarely ever have Oreo balls. I'm gonna I'm gonna indulge on those if it's if it's my one time of the year that I have them. Yeah, and one of the things that I I try to remind people is that like to to our knowledge, there is no limit on the amount of, of fat that can be stored in the human body. We look at, you know, like my, my 600 pound life. So when people think it's a switch that you flip on or off, I think that's where a lot of damage comes in. Um, like you said, you get to the counter where there's 30 different desserts. That's not your opportunity to just face fuck every single thing there. Sure. It is just not the goal. Um, it can be if that's, if that's specifically what you're looking to do, but realize that that's, you know, you might undo, you know, one to two weeks of hard nutritional work in, in five or 10 minutes. Right. Uh, and that's probably not good. I think before people even decide, you know, if they're going to go on or off plan when it comes to those specific meals or the season in general, like kind of some people, like it sounds like you just kind of loosen the reins, but just still keep some parameters. I think for some people, the, which begs like the very real question is, should they even go off plan at all? You know, and those are like the, the really compulsive eaters, the people who one bad meal sends them down two months of a downward spiral. Right. Um, I think the fitness industry on the whole tends to just forget that that type of psychological person exists and you know you don't don't be don't be that jerk off that brings their food well uh i i i in one one part of my heart agrees and says yeah just relax <laughs> and enjoy um but the uh you know the the more sophisticated part of me that has a little bit better understanding of how people work uh says that maybe that that's not that's not maybe the one meal isn't worth it if it sure. sends you into into a downward spiral of, of bad psychological choices for the next couple months um if you're that type of person, just being honest with yourself, I think it's just a, it's a really easy self-assessment. Can you eat really poorly the next morning, wake up and get right back onto whatever right. your, your normal, your normal or your plan looks like? If you can, I think, yes, set some parameters, um, which we'll kind of dive into. But if you can't do that, then it's definitely better to stick to what you would normally eat and enjoy all the other things. Cause that's the thing I think a lot of us, food is a very important part in our culture when it comes to the bonding and the, and all the things that go into uh, kind of creating the entire holiday experience. Uh, with that being said, it doesn't have to be the big part of it. You know, it's seeing family and spending quality time. Um, it can be, you know, there can be other traditions that go into it for me, for my family, it's playing cards. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be all about the food. And if sure. you're someone that is going to go off the deep end, uh, then you probably just shouldn't uh, overindulge and, and maybe maybe you decide to fit into your plan. You have one dessert, but don't have a big free-for-all meal that you know you got to unbutton your, your jeans to, to kind of sit through the rest of the night comfortably. Right. That's probably not the best strategy for you. But let's say that, let's say we're not talking to those people. Let's say that they get that. Let's say for, for everyone listening to that, they got, they get it. So they shouldn't be doing that. They know that they're that type of person. Um, they, they, they're kind of going to stop there and they're going to keep to their guns no matter how difficult it is, knowing that it's going to keep them on track for, you know, hopefully um, in, well into February. Um, for the people who are able to kind of let loosen the reins a little bit, let go a little bit and then jump back on plan, what are some strategies they can employ? I know you said you, you kind of broke down a couple of them, um, but maybe dive into one of those. Um, so, so going with uh, picking one thing or picking a couple things instead of all the things and enjoying them, um, a big strategy that I found helpful um, at all of my my family's family parties there's typically and I don't know if it's the same for you all the food is in one area in the kitchen it's all on the island at my aunt and uncle's house or on the island at my other aunt and uncle's house all the food is right there and then we eat 
in a different room. So the, the easiest strategy for me has been, especially with desserts, is I, I get my plate, I put what I want on it, and I get the hell away from that counter. Yeah. Because if, yeah. I, if I eat my stuff standing right there and something is within an arm's reach, I'm going back. As soon as one thing is off my plate, I'm, I'm refilling that space with, with pumpkin pie, with, with chocolate chip cookies, with, with whatever. Yeah, it's a highly palatable, high, you know, high fat, high sugar food, which none of those things right. are, are inherently bad, but you can just eat them so quickly. It's like, it reminds me of like, <laughs> like office workers who like, oh, I eat, you know, I eat two eggs in the morning and then I eat a salad for lunch and then I just eat, you know, um, protein and a vegetable for dinner. Uh, but they forgot that like they're, you know, they're, they're person in the cubicle next door has a big thing of M&Ms or peanut M&Ms and exactly. six handfuls of those. Oops, there's your, you know, extra 1200 calories on the day that Still you didn't counts. even think about. Yes, right. it sure does. And that's, you know, just simply getting rid of that, the ease of which you can grab. That's an awesome one. That's a really good one. I don't even think about that, but most people do have it set up. Um, if you, if you have the unfortunate like scenario or my family where there's literally food everywhere, <laughs> then that might not work. Um, but that's probably pretty rare. So sure. scattered <laughs> so, throughout the house. Yeah, if it's scattered throughout the house, then um, then that strategy might not work. You might just have to uh, to just like go hide in the basement and like cry, <laughs> cry while you eat or something. Um, <laughs> basket of bread rolls sitting on the back of the toilet. Right. Yeah. Like hey, just in case you get hungry, you know. Um, yeah. No, that would be definitely more more my family's end of the spectrum. But that's uh that's fine. So so okay. So then so you know getting rid of the the actual exposure to just being around the foods. So that's one really good one. Um, what's another one? I know people talk about one of the biggest thing is like when, when we talk about surviving the holiday season, which again, I said reasons I don't like the first part of that, the whole survival, uh, but the actual holiday season, like dive into that. So a lot of times people get overwhelmed with the idea of the holiday season. You know, it's this, it's this two month long stretch, but really when we think about it, it's, it's between two and at most for people, probably about eight days, which, which comes out to eight meals. So if, if you're on the, the high end of family functions, again, like we talked about significant others, family functions, where you're going to a lot of different things. Work parties, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That can still be spaced out to probably not more than one a week. And it doesn't have to be something that, that just runs over into every single day in between. So kind of seeing those holidays and those meals as separate from the rest of your, your nutritional strategy, whatever it is typically is in the non-holiday times and keeping on plan on those days in between um, will help mitigate the the damage put on by those eight days alone instead of the the two-month period yeah not, you know not to go like full illuminati conspiracy theory like <laughs> i'll bust out the the tin foil aluminum foil hat here in a second but uh i really think like the whole the entire holiday season thing is is mostly a marketing strategy kind of by by companies that are trying to sell more products during that time um and and you want to you know it's something we want to fall in love with because when we were kids i think the the magic of those seasons is just it's so cool and and then you get older and and you lose that a little bit and so i think any any excuse or any reason so you know the the peppermint mocha coffees and the uh extra uh like food platters that, that you wouldn't normally buy or the, the candy or baking more cookies and that turns into a, you know, well, when, when mom and I did it, it was a two-week ordeal and you might, maybe you still make them, you just don't eat them until that time. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think people will expand on the on the holiday season as much as they can and that really, I think that messes things up. I think because sure. eight meals, depending on the damage you do in that meal, the worst case scenario should be, you know, a net zero. So you don't gain or lose, you know, you might, 
you might work hard throughout the week to kind of keep things in line and then with the with the extra bumping calories from that meal like you said and the high end averaging out to about once a week it might undo the damage or the uh undo the progress you made for that week but it's not going to kind of trickle in um but when you allow it to be a a wednesday drinks with a few coworkers and then the Friday with the rest of the co-workers for the holiday party and then the Saturday going out with your husband and then you know and then that kind of starts to snowball I think that's where people really get themselves into trouble um, if they're if you're going to do that there really is no there's not really a lot of damage control that can be done no. if you're gonna three to five meals a week is not is gonna be pretty tough to offset right so I don't really think there's a there's a good solution for someone that's unwilling to do that which the thing is, is I don't and I think probably we both agree it's weird because we're finished but we don't care if, right. <laughs> if that's what you want to do but yeah. I think it's just mostly about making a conscious decision you know like we'll be here for you in the in the new year if you want to just stay moving and try to stay as healthy as you can we'll be here for you during our holiday hotness challenge um, but yeah if you if you're unwilling there has to be some sort of give you know um, no one's saying you can't you know unless you're the type of person we talked about in the beginning of the show no one's saying you can't do uh, uh, do a little bit of damage and, and have some fun on Absolutely. the meals and, and enjoy the food that, that you want to enjoy. But if you're going to do that three to five times a week, it's just not going to, sure. it's not going to work out. I think that's important to talk about too. Like if, if you are okay with gaining a couple extra pounds, but it means that you had a better two months than if you withheld yourself from everything, like if you're okay with that, yeah, who the hell who are we to tell you? you? Yeah, 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 who exactly. are we? Who are like, we to say anything about that, right? right. Maybe you just have it more fun than us, and if that means five, five more pounds yeah. from November to, to December, hopefully you have some cool stories to tell about those five pounds, and we'll we'll peel them back off. Exactly, but, as long as it doesn't affect the next ten months after that, like. It, right, right. So, do you think? Um, do you think that it's still worth? When obviously this is a loaded, loaded question coming from a fitness professional that makes a living helping people work out, but for th- that notwithstanding, do you think that it's uh, it's so valuable to work out if you're not dieting the right way? Oh, absolutely. Um, not even for a trying to undo damage um, mindset, because I think that's also just a bad way to have a relationship with fitness where it feels like a, a punishment where it's like, okay, I need to undo what I just did. I think it's just it's good to not take a, a two month break from this. If it is a habit that you do have one for, for like your, your own mental sanity, like for a lot of people, if you do have a lot of holiday stuff going on, this might be one of your few escapes from, from family and from, from your crazy mother-in-law, whatever it is. Like if this is your place, like it's probably the worst time of year to, to have a uh, sustained amount of time away from here. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. For a lot of people, the holidays aren't even fun. It's mostly the eating right. that happens is, is, is due to stress or just how much they hate it. And Absolutely. I would say the drinking also is another thing I wasn't even thinking about. But yeah. pretty much the same parameters yeah, as, exactly. as with food is just, you know, consolidate it. Uh, just because it's colder outside and it gets dark at 4.40 p.m. doesn't mean that you should have, a you know, two bottles of wine instead of your typical glass. Sure. Um, I also think because of the time of year it is that the holiday season or the, the, the time kind of surrounding the holidays becomes uh, a time where people don't move nearly as much. You yeah. know, there's there's virtually no daylight. We get, what, 6 o'clock to 4.40, 4, 4.45 p.m. About, yeah. um, it's freezing outside. I mean, I think today right now it's 19 degrees or something like that. Uh, 
which so it makes it tough right it makes it tough to to do to want to move and to want to get outside even just getting your steps in if you're a fitbit step counter or use your iphone to do that those go down so i think there's something to be said about just moving your body more frequently anyways i think it's another reason kind of to circle back to the holiday hotness why we do that just to keep people moving more frequently in the summer you know even if even if you're you're spending time boating and that's mostly just spending time having drinks on a boat, you're still gonna probably hop in the water. You're still gonna be getting more steps in. There's gonna be a lot more movement than if you're literally just you know melting into your couch watching right. Netflix or or uh, in a, a snuggie or a big blanket with a, a glass of wine or something like that. So Absolutely. I think that's important to to kind of keep that up as well. Um, what else you got? Anything else on the on kind of na- navigating the nutrition side of the holidays? No, I think that pretty much covers about everything I've got. Just don't just don't throw away everything that you've worked towards because for two months peppermint mochas are out. Like Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think just keeping it everything kind of first just establish which type of person you are. We're gonna recap this a little bit. So establish, you know, are you a person that can successfully go off plan and then get back on it? If you are, uh then kind of move on to step two. If you're not, then then establish and maintain your current routine despite how difficult it is, and uh, and tell your your uncle that's going to give you shit for it on Christmas that uh, he you don't want to die of diabetes when you're 60. So, um, <laughs> so that's fine. Just let him know that. And then uh, if you are a person that can go off plan, just establish what days. For some of our clients, I would even recommend busting out a calendar and circling the days that you know you're going to have a meal that's kind of off, so you can mentally prepare for it, sure. so you can relax for it. And so if you know you're having a big meal on that Saturday and Thursday there's an opportunity to really screw things up you just maybe opt for the better choice right yeah, this is absolutely. really what it's about just making better choices more often than not especially during this difficult time uh, and then once you get into those meals not turning it into a, a free-for-all fast where everything goes out the window still have some sense of self-worth and self-control and don't you know eat like an animal but <laughs> enjoy everything right enjoy yeah. what you want to enjoy um, or enjoy the things that are actually important like you said with the candy it was a really good analogy like a homemade high quality dessert versus someone just busting out the M&Ms and exactly. eating a thousand calories of that. Um, yeah, that's really good. I think if people just employ those and keep moving, they're going to have a lot of success for the holidays. So awesome. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, where we took you through some strategies for holiday eating. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at michael at edgestrength.com or matt at edgestrength.com, and we're happy to help. If your question's good enough, we'll feature it in a later episode of the podcast. I don't know where you're trying to lead me here. Wow, that was, that was good until that point. Um, no, I know. The... What did you just say? That, no, I don't know where I'm going here with this.